0: Last week, we kicked off a series to kick off our new year called Encounter. And we just started in this place at the very beginning of the story that there is a creator God that you and I can know. That we can know God, not just sort of on an intellectual basis, like I know two plus two is four. And some of you who are true mathematicians might take me up on that. But that there are just some things that we can know, but I can know things and not encounter my life. I can know things and it can say at a distance, but we believe God doesn't just want you to know like some facts about who God is, but that it would be a place of encounter, that there would be this reality that you know God as in a personal relationship, that you have known God as creator. You have seen God's power, you have beheld God's beauty and splendor, and it re kind of Does this work in you that you can't be the same? You can't be the same. And we're following the scriptures uh, that are found in the common lectionary as set out by Vanderbilt uh, Theology Divinity School. And so I want to go to this next slide where there's two QR codes. I want to just kind of resource you for the journey. If you would like to know what the scripture readings are for this series we're in and sort of for the year, Vanderbilt Divinity School has built a three-year reading plan where if you sort of follow along with them, you can actually encounter the whole of scripture kind of broken up over the course of a three-year journey. That would be the year B epiphany. That's actually in the way they describe what's happening. We are in the season of epiphany, and uh, it is year B. It's A, B, C, and then it just keeps working its way through. It just gives a wonderful structure to reading the scriptures. The other QR code is a guide we've created for you to help you grow in your faith journey. This will spotlight some apps and some books and some ways to worship and some things to consider so that you can encounter God. What we said is we hope that you would encounter God anytime you are here. And if this is the only time you encounter God, we are not helping you. Because God is way bigger and better than a worship service here on a Sunday in a building and a space. We can encounter God all the time in the beauty of his creation and the connection with another one who's been made in his image. And we want to be people who are encountering God all the time. And so hopefully this guide will help you step into that story a little bit more. So some resources. And where we're going to go today is this thought that we don't just want to know God, but we actually want to be known by God. This journey of faith, we believe, in God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is intended to be relational and actually very personal to you. That you could walk into God's presence because you know that in the presence of God, you can be known. You can be loved, you can be safe, you can be cared for, you were actually wanted there, you were invited there. It is the place God made you to be. And I think there's this interesting thing that when we begin to let our entire life be known by God, it is then and only then we are free. Because there's no more hiding. There's no more shame. There's no more separation. You can be confident that you are known by the creator of the universe. He also made the stars and he made you. And so as we look at the scriptures today, I really, I really want you to consider where in your life do you actually feel known by God? And what are the parts of your life, if you're honest, you go, no, that's actually off limits. That's, that's the do not come here God zone. That's the, that's mine, not yours God zone. Where have we created these separations and these gaps that actually God did not intend? So let's turn to the scriptures. And uh, we're going to start in the Old Testament. The Common Lectionary offers an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading, a Gospel reading, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and typically a a text from the Psalms. So we're going to start in 1 Samuel 3. And what I want us to know is if we're going to be known by God, we all need to understand we've been called. You are called. God is actually calling to you. So I want to ask you a real quick question. Is there anybody in your life, if you just picked up the phone, when they dialed you and all you could do is hear their voice, you know who that person is simply by voice recognition. Does everybody have at least one of those in your life? Yeah. That means you've had enough conversation with them, familiar enough that when you just hear their voice, you're like, I know who that is. That's the way God wants to be with us. That you would actually be able to hear and discern the call of God for you, to you. So let's hear what 1 Samuel 3 has to say to us. We're going to just look at the first 10 verses. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Encouragement to you, if you feel like you live in days where the voice of the Lord is rare, take heart in this story of encounter. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized, oh, sorry, my son Eli, I did not call you, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling, as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Do you ever just sort of feel like, if that was my story, I would for sure believe in God? If that was my story of encounter, I would have no doubts. There's so many things in this story that we don't have time for all of it, but I want to just spotlight a couple. And the first is this. I don't think this is Samuel's story if he's not available. In a time where encounters with the Lord, the voice of the Lord was rare, Samuel is still present. Samuel is in the place that he's always supposed to be in. Eli is present and in the place he's supposed to be, doing the things they normally do. They are available. Day in and day out, night in and night out, they are available. And in their availability, guess what is possible? Encounter. Encounter. Now, what I also love about this is I want to give you some encouragement. It says that Samuel had not yet received the word of the Lord. Samuel did not have a theology of encounter. He couldn't go, oh, I know. I know what the voice of the Lord sounds like because I've encountered it. There is this place where the beginning of Samuel's story is a reality that we all need, which is God initiates first God initiates God is moving towards God is interested in encounter And I just want to I just want to like push a little bit further down on this God knows Samuel by by name by name God initiates. God knows us by our name. And when we're available for that kind of God to encounter us, we respond like Samuel with the humility of here I am. Is that our regular posture in our faith journey? Is that your regular posture? It's Monday, God, here I am. It's Tuesday, God, here I am. God, it's been a long season where it feels like your voice is rare. Here I am, your servant is listening. That is part of this journey of being called, where we can understand that we're known by God because God calls us by name. Here I am. I want to give two two personal stories of encounter around this thought. And here's the first. The first is, uh, thanks to the internet and all the content it creates for us, I came across this one little thing that was really helpful for me, and I think it's very true. And what it said is, in this spiritual journey that we're in, so often the battle that wages for your own soul, it says, the enemy will call you by your sin, but Jesus calls you by your name. By your name. By your name. The accuser is going to accuse you of all the stuff that you, that the accuser thinks God should not know about you. And good news, church. God knows. God knows you by your name. And he has taken care of all of the stuff that might separate us from his presence and his glory and his goodness. God calls you by your name. By your name. And here's how it landed for me literally in the last week. Um, I just had... The only way I know to describe it is just this picture in my mind. Anybody ever have a picture in your mind? Okay. Sometimes that's the way God speaks to us. And you'll know because either the picture will be reflective of God and his glory and his goodness and his love, or it'll probably feel more like accusational or kind of commonplace. We discern those. But this picture is actually a picture of worship in heaven. And in my mind, I see this picture of of what I believe heaven will be, which is all these people— with all the affection and attention to the throne of God where we see Father son and holy spirit and all of the glory and all the attention and all the worship is on a single place can you picture it can you make that picture in your mind and and in this moment of worship what struck me is Jesus who is on the throne gets off the throne and he begins to walk the crowd and he just locks eyes with different people and I just picture Jesus like walking through going like you're here it's you it's my friend it's the one I know by name and he's just like it's you and yes you're here and I love you and I'm for you because Jesus has shown up and said here I am I am available for you, and I have done all the work that you would need to know that you are called according to my purposes and my plans and my love. And I love you, and it's you. And God knows your name, and God is calling us into the story that he is authoring. And church, I just want us to know a lot like Samuel, you are called. God wants to call you by name. God wants to call you into his story. And when you begin to share your life with God and you're known by God, then you can begin to receive God's calling day in and day out, season in and season out, because God wants to be available to you. And my question is, just how available are we? And if we have the humility to simply say, here I am, we are well on our way. We are well in our way. God initiates relationship with us. God calls us by name. And I just think too, I love that this story is for little Samuel. It's more about our availability than all of the information we know. Just plain and simple. Simple. And I also love that this story of encounter places Samuel in a community. He needed a spiritual father, a spiritual mentor, a spiritual guide, because he didn't yet know God's voice. If you're having trouble hearing God's voice, and you want to grow in this sense of, is God speaking to me? Is God calling me? Sit with someone who's learned to hear God's voice and discern God's voice and work it out in community. Samuel needed Eli, and I think Eli needed Samuel We need each other. We need each other if we're going to recognize that we're called into this story. And you might go, like, that's great. That's great. I'm glad to hear you say I'm called, Kurt. I have no idea what that means. I actually disagree with you at this point in your message. (laughs) We're getting somewhere then. If you're starting to push back, that means you're engaging. You're not just like, yeah, great, I'm called. Like, this should matter for us. I mean, like, do you want to encounter God? Is there space to encounter God? This is why we need an understanding that God will show up not only at a worship service, but in the office place and in the car, early in the morning and late at night. And God loves when we're available. But I think that we can't just just wait for a calling. We can't just wait for the phone to dial and go like, oh my, it it actually is God. (laughs) Like I have an audible story of God's voice. I think one of the ways we live into this with availability, here I am, here I am, is we begin to grow a life of confession. This mic, I'm just fighting it today. We are known by God in confession. How many of you right now have a negative connotation stirring in your head? You're like, confession? What do you you typically confess? You confess to what? Murder. (laughs) No, no. No, like if you're like confessing to a crime, you're confessing to sin... Confession is, that's, yeah, that's part of it. Hopefully, not murder, don't, but if, you know. Confession is to declare, confession is to state what is true and what is real. We, to be known by God, have to develop a life of confession. In his presence, confessing who we are, confessing what we believe, confessing what we experience, what we see, where we doubt, where we have faith. All of our life in God's presence can be lived as confession. And this is what the Psalms can help us in so many ways, because the psalmists confess their real life in God's presence. The psalmists help us understand there are good things that we confess, there are hard things to confess. And then we look at something like Psalm 139. If we're going to be known by God, if we truly understand that God is our creator and God is the maker of heaven and earth and we've been made in God's image, we get to Psalm 139 and we see a beautiful confession. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways all my ways, we begin to understand that God is turning towards us, is looking for us, is reaching for us, which then means all of my life is intended to be lived in view of God and God's mercy and God's grace and God's love. So then none of my life is hidden from him. And then I begin to bring all of my life into God's presence for hope and healing and worship and wholeness. That I begin to think that all of the parts of my life that I thought were to be hidden from God, I realize are to be laid at God's feet for the life and the grace and the mercy of God to come in and write a redemptive story. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Part of our confession is to confess the work of God in our lives. To confess our need for a growing work of God in our lives. To live into the story of humility of, God, here I am. And what I love about confession, and we'll get to it next, but like, I just think we've maybe potentially bought a lie. We've bought a lie that the stuff that we do apart from God, we have to keep hidden from God. But to be known by God is actually to be free. To be known by God is to go, God, your love for me meets me in my weakness. Your love for me meets me in my strength. Your love for me meets me in the lowest of the lows and in the best I can offer. I can't offer anything better than you. That's why you are my God. Nothing in my life is better than you, which means the worst of my life is covered by your goodness. So we grow in confession. No more hiding. No more. I think that to be known by God, we have to grow a capacity of availability. That's like, God, you asked for it. (laughs) Here I am, Lord, in all of my splendor, in all of my beauty. Here I am. You are called into the story of God. God wants to call you by name again and again and again so that you would know in God's presence is a safe place for confession. In God's loving presence is the safest place for confession, to confess gratitude and despair, to confess light and darkness, to grow into people who understand I only can receive the fullness of God's love when God knows me fully. When God knows me fully. Confession. So how does encounter work? with something like this. You know, last week I shared a story about just experiencing God's love for me personally. And the only way i to tell you of the encounter was a lot of tears and a moment I could not fabricate or generate for myself. An awareness of God's love for me that just literally washed over me in a worship gathering a lot like this. So you keep showing up you keep going to worship gatherings and you keep gathering with God's people and you join a small group and you read scripture and, you know, maybe you pray, maybe you listen to worship music, maybe you just watch sunset after sunset after sunset and you just keep thinking, I live in a time where the word of the Lord is rare to me, 1 Samuel 3, right? And if you're anything like me, you just need more encounter. And anytime you discover a new confession of your life, you realize, I need encounter again. And over my life, I've actually encountered God a lot by uh, receiving prayer from friends and from other pastors and leaders. I just let people pray for me. You should try it. Uh, You can try it at the end of any one of our services. And uh, this past summer, I was uh, at a gathering of pastors and leaders, and um, I had an interesting encounter with God. Nobody talked to me, nobody prayed for me, and yet God met me where I needed it. And I think it was the fruit of walking with a mentor and a friend, and I was sharing some of my life, I was sharing parts of my life with this person, and it was interesting, they just looked at me and they said, you know, have you ever, have you just like invited Jesus to like Love you and care for you, and what you just shared with me. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever just tried to welcome Jesus to just the kind and strong, gentle, and all powerful Savior of the world? See, when, when I let Jesus be this, like, distant figure, there are parts of my life I know. And if I'm honest, I just sort of give Jesus, like, a good Heisman, like, ah, you can, like right there. Like, eh, yeah, right there. Like, I got it here. You stay there. Why do we do that? Because we can handle it? We got this? Because it feels real good? Like, why do we do that? Why do I do that? Sorry, I'm not going to put that on you. That was judgmental. Why do I do that? So I just took my friend's advice. I felt like Samuel. This looked in Eli. Like, I had a friend who could speak to my soul. Like, in the last months, I have had really, really, really loving, kind care from people in my life towards me. And so we're in this worship service, and I'm sitting next to my youngest son. And I just felt like the Lord used a real tangible moment. And and all all I could think, like it really was just like a thought. Like this thought comes into my mind in the midst of a large room of worship. I'm sitting next to my youngest son who's had a couple tough days. And I just felt like this thought was, that's how close I was to you. That's how close I was to you. As close as you are to your son right now, that's how close I was to you. Isn't that the encounter we long for? God, you know me. God, you see me. God, you're close. You care. You see all my ways. You see all my ways. As we grow in confession, we begin to connect those dots, the presence of God present when we needed it, the reality of our life being known and seen and visible, and then we become free. We become free. There's so much more that we could tackle. There's this passage in 1 Corinthians for today. There's not time. Go check it out. And then we get to this gospel passage. We know that we're called, we're known by God in confession, and we're known by God in communion. As we come to communion, what I want us to see week in and week out is you are welcomed at God's very banquet table. Like, just imagine, like, eternity. Imagine heaven. I'm sure imagery comes up for you. Anybody got a harp? No? Other kinds of music? Other kinds of experiences? Are the streets gold? You're like, I don't know, but my mansion is. What's the imagery? What's, what's the imagery of heaven? What if the imagery of heaven is a meal, a meal, and you've been invited to the head table, and in the most beautiful way, the guest of honor turns the tables on us and goes, oh, you're my guest of honor, Like in all the encounter I long for in my life, I want to be the center of the story. Let me just be real honest. I want to encounter God because I need to encounter God. I want to encounter God because I'm tired, I'm worn out. Like so often I center myself in the story. And God's somehow gracious to me in that because God wants to know me. And when I let God in and I begin to let God know me, I can come to communion and I can recognize that you've been invited by God because God has done everything needed to say, come on in. And when we begin to become available to God and we say, here I am, then we can bring all of our life and bring it in confession and receive all of God's life in communion. We become one with God. Our very life is lived from the presence of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. It becomes a very embodied, tangible, real faith journey. And every time we gather and we share this meal, we practice. And we rehearse, and we remember, and we recall. And maybe you've received communion 20 weeks in a row. You're like, same bread, same juice. That's okay, because when you come on the 21st time and you say, God, here I am, there's a moment of encounter ready for you, a willing God who loves you. And so listen to the gospel message. John 1, 43 through 51, the next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about uh, whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? It's a good confession. Good confession. Nathanael asked, Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me, Nathaniel asked. Have you ever asked God that question? How do you know me? How do you know me? It's a great question. It's a great question to sit with if we're willing to hear an answer. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. You will see greater things than that. We want to be known by God. We want to be seen by God. We want to have these moments of encounter. Here at communion, I invite us to be a community of encounter. What Jesus has done for us on the cross. The questions you can ask. The things you can come and lay down. Your life known in the presence of God. And just just to be really clear, we come to receive communion because we all have a need and we've all recognized we are not God. So then there's no shame because we're a community of people who go, I need what only God can give me. I need forgiveness. I need mercy. I need grace. I need you for this journey. Are you known by God? Are you living with the posture of here I am? If not, today is a great day to begin. If you are, today is a great day to continue. Because God has more for us. Let's stand together. If you have been asking for a word from God, if you've been asking for God to encounter you, do not stop. Do not stop because your timeline has not yet been met. If it's worth asking once, it's worth asking until it happens. And so everyone is invited to come in faith in Jesus to this table, to share in this meal. And maybe today is a first day for you. You just go, you know what, God? If you have what I need, I'm coming. And then share your life with God. We're going to pray a prayer out loud together from the Psalms. And then, um, and then I'll invite you to come receive the bread and the cup, and then we'll have a quiet moment, and then we'll, we'll receive the elements all together to close our service. So let's go to the next slide. Let's, let's pray this prayer out loud together. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Let God create in you something new. Where do you need to be renewed? Where do you need to be reminded that God's presence is accessible and available? Where do you need restoration of joy? Maybe today it really is about willingness. Oh God, make me available. Make me available. God, here we are. As we come to the table, our confession is here we are. If you would like to participate in this meal, come receive the bread and the cup. Go back to your seats and just pause and maybe ask God a question that's on your heart. And then we'll close by receiving the elements together. God, give us the grace to be honest with you. If you are the maker of the entire universe, teach me how to trust you with all of my life. To not hold back. To not believe I'm more capable of caring for it myself than you would be. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come. As we receive communion, what we acknowledge is we need your very life. We need your indwelling presence. We need your hope and forgiveness. We need your mercy and grace. We need your love to move into every place and space of our very being. So we just say, come encounter us today, God. As we take the bread, let's say this together, we'll pull up a slide. The bread, his body given for us. And the cup, the cup, his blood poured out for us. We're gonna to stand to close our time together. If you just wanna to continue to experience God's presence, you're welcome to stay seated. But there's a couple of invitations that I think are for us today. And the first is that you've really been wanting to hear from God, but you just maybe feel like that doesn't happen. And so we just want to pray for our spiritual ears to really sort of turn on to the voice of God. Um, That if in some ways it almost be like uh, our ears would be activated to just hear God speak. We believe God is speaking I don't know if this will make sense. In my own journey, I actually just had to like, I had to stack a lot of things that sort of happened in my common faith story. So, like, give me just one quick second. Samuel and Eli just were in normal rhythms of what they did, week in and week out, day in and day out. I went to church a lot. Maybe you were like me, you went to church a lot. I just had to slow down enough to go, oh, wait there's this way that i sort of experience something and if i'm just honest what i began to experience is like this is I'm, I'm being a little bit transparent with you i would be in worship settings like this and i would get chills but i wasn't cold it was just a tangible experience after years of not just going like oh that's kind of weird oh that just seems like a coincidence The last couple decades of my life, like even right now, I'm just going, it just has come a place I've become aware of the Holy Spirit present going, hey, I'm with you. Hey, I'm here. Hey, this is a holy moment. Hey, this is a sacred moment. Hey, I'm with you. I'm here. Pay attention. It's a way I've come to realize of God is with me in encounter. Whatever that is for you, I think that's how close God wants to be. He wants you to hear. He wants you to encounter, feel, discern, see, know. The creator God is among us and with us and for us. So, let's stand together. If you want that, we're going to pray a blessing. If you just want to hear from God, you go, you know what, I just want what God has for me. We'll pray more right here for you. can't do this for you. I can't. I want to, but I can't do this for you. So we really are left to the mercy of God. And so God, we ask for your mercy to even like talk about encounter and look at the scriptures and what about our lives and could you call us and talk to us and could you be near us? God, be merciful and pour your spirit out. God, for anyone who's really been longing to hear from you or they just don't believe they can hear your voice, would you activate their spiritual ears? Would you remind them and show them you've been calling them by name and you're not growing tired and you'll continue to speak name after name after name? God, would you grow us as a courageous people of confession who would know the safest thing we can do is be known by you? The best thing we can do is be known by you? So Holy Spirit, pour yourself out on us and in us and through us that we might encounter you. And that would be the gift we share with the people around us. Call us into this week. Call us further into your story, we pray. Have mercy on us, O God. And we bless the people that you love and the people you know by name. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.